In this episode, you're going to learn the right outbound sales techniques that we are using to close deals, the software stack to run outbound that won't break your budget, and cold calling. Should you or should you not do it? This podcast is designed for people selling in the B2B space who are looking to create more ops and close more deals. I'm Luigi Prestonenzi, and this is the How to Sell podcast. And together with my co-host, Dave Festuka, we break down the strategies that are helping B2B sellers create millions in new deals and counting. Make sure you stick around until the end of this episode as we role play and show you how you can apply what we teach to help you get more leads and close more deals. Welcome back to another episode of the How to Sell podcast. My name is Luigi, and I'm excited that you are joining us this week for what is another week where my co-host Dave has to deal with the fact that his beloved Chelsea Football Club have lost again. At least they are consistently losing every week. This is getting quite bad right now. Mate. They need a new start. They need a new Salesforce admin person there, Dave, because it's just not working. I think their their outbound uh, recruiting for their plays needs a bit of a revamp. What do you think, Louis? <laughs> How good of a start is that for? Uh, and 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 thank you to our longtime listeners that are that are joining us this week or watching us. We are very grateful that you are part of our community. And for our new listeners, no, this is not a football podcast. As much as we love football, but welcome. Um, we hope you take away some actionable insights that will help you sell more. But we do like a bit of banter, and poor Dave, he he does go for a football club called the Chelsea Football Club, and I think the only thing that they would win <laughs> is if they got relegated into the championship. Actually, they, they wouldn't even probably win there. But, again, this is not an yep. episode about football. <laughs> but let's get into it. So, Dave, it's, it's getting close. We're getting close to that time of year where we all kind of start to relax. Um, Christmas is upon us. The festive season started for many of us. I know we had we enjoyed a nice meal last week, um, getting close to Christmas. But there is still a lot of activity that needs to happen for sellers to get ready for 2024, right? Yeah, it's a great point. And look, we're, this is where the planning time comes in as well with people haven't already planned the 2024. And it was a good point that we that we actually spoke about that I think it's worth mm. um, raising here is that if you wait too long yeah. in the January window to do certain things, you, you almost can be a month behind before you know you're a quarter yeah. behind. Um, so you need those quick wins on the board. You need to start awesome. building that pipeline quickly, which brings us to today's episode about outbound sales, yep. right? Because outbound sales is the fastest way, you know, that we believe that you can drive qualified deals into your pipeline. Yeah. So break it down, Louis. You're a bit of a master here. You taught me, right, to sell business travel, some some background context before we started Growth Forum, you taught me to sell business travel during COVID, you know, so for, yeah. and it worked well. It was a messaging frame and, and how to position right. it, but the outbound sales, no one was searching for that, right? That's the point I want to get to. No one was Googling business travel during COVID, so any ad spend was just going to be a waste. Um, so let's talk about how what you taught me and how during that time I was able to amass a billion-dollar pipeline in under 18 months. So let's break it down. All right. So, Dave, yeah, let's get into it. And I think um, you're absolutely right with outbound. And there is always – there's always a bit of a debate around, um, you know, outbound is an, is, an, is an old selling technique, yeah? It's an old way of going to market. 
And there is only a certain portion of the market that's ever searching for what you sell. You know, there's some data that says 3%, there's some data that says 5% of the, the market that you serve is at a point where they're researching and they're in that stage of looking to buy what you sell, right? But the reality is that doesn't mean there's a portion of others that probably have a need but it's not at the top of their priority at the moment. But a conversation could get them thinking differently, yeah? And we one of the first thing we want to cover today on this episode, it's it's again, it's not about saying is outbound a strategy that you should execute or not. In 2024, it has to be part of your go-to-market strategy, right? Just like you can't just rely on outbound. You've got to have inbound. You can't just rely on outbound and inbound. You've got to have networking, right? You've got to be in communities. You've got to be out there. There are multiple channels, especially if you're an individual contributor, right? If you're somebody that is responsible for driving your own pipeline and you're responsible for closing your own deals, you've got to have multiple ways in which you engage with your target audience. And that's why it's not just one or the other. It's a multiple, you've got to have multiple strategies on at any given time. Yeah. But let's talk a bit about the right sales techniques. And, you know, for people that have been listening to me on this podcast and listening to us, Dave, I sometimes sound like a broken record because, you know, the first key thing we must do and again, I think it's a great opportunity for us to start to revisit um, our personas, but we've actually got to get very, very clear as part of our outbound pro- process. We've got to very, get very clear on who we're serving, right? And we've got to be, we've got to really understand our personas and say, hey, what's yeah. changed for them in the last six to 12 months? You know, what could their KPIs be or what, what are their KPIs in the next 12 months? And what are the challenges that, that that's impacting them and their ability to achieve those outcomes? Because people don't buy what you do, they buy the outcome you help them achieve, right? Um, they're not buying your product or service because they just want to buy your product or service. They're looking to improve something. They're looking to de-risk. They're looking to achieve an outcome. And most of the time, the outcome is aligned to their job description and the KPIs within their job description. So we really must know that. If we don't know that, and it's alarming for me, Dave, and as you know, I've trained thousands of people uh, across the globe in sales. And and um, one of the things that often I find quite, quite surprising is how many of the sellers that I've engaged with and I talk to who don't really know their persona, they don't know the KPIs that are important to them. So therefore, that has a lot of downstream impact, not just outbound, but also discovery, not asking the right questions, maybe when they're proposing a solution, they're not aligning it to what's important to them. So, you know, by by going back a step and really reviewing your personas and reviewing your, your accounts that you're talking to and what's happening in their industry, et cetera, it'll, it'll, that's, that's the basis of your outbound strategy, right? Perfect. Perfect. Well, that's a great segue to, you know, setting up the right sort of tools in the business in order for you to understand their issues, right? So some of the tools yep. that we use within Grow Forum, you know, we've got our lavender that helps us write our emails and really in a consensus yep. way. Um, a great data. one. Uh, we got uh, Lucia as well to, you know, get the details of those, yep. you know, get that rich data. They also have uh, an intent platform uh, similar to Apollo. So what we're talking about here is that these tools, so let's talk about Lucia and Apollo. Um, 
they can help you decide, you know, who in your target market, your ICP, are searching for what you sell based on the keywords that you input. So then when you're making that outreach, and you talk about this quite a lot, when you're making your outreach, you're leading with intent. You're saying, hey, Luigi, notice that you're doing some searching for sales training and coaching, uh, and then X, Y, Z, right? So you don't want to do that hard sell in that thing. One thing that we always talk about is providing a bit of insights some way or leading them to a piece of content. You know, one thing that we do that works well is that we say, hey, notice you're looking for sales coaching. You're in B2B health tech, for example. Here's a piece of content that you might find relevant. Now, it might be one of our podcasts. It might be something completely different. Um, How have you used uh, tech to help you in your role? So just, and you know what, this is really important because you've got to, you know, before we look at the tech, um, you've got to go back a step because you're, you're absolutely right. Before reaching out, you've got to have some form of point of view. If you're purely yeah. reaching out, if your outreach process is reaching out to say, hey, I want to talk about something that I sell, it's a feature-based outreach, you, you'll meet a lot of resistance. And the reason why you use tools like Lucia and Apollo and other intent data platforms, it just gives you an understanding of, you know, who within your target market is active at the moment around what you sell. Um, but that doesn't mean you just start spamming the account and saying, hey, I know you're looking for what we sell. This is what we sell. You've still got to be asking the question, how can I create value in the conversation, right? How can I start the conversation by saying, hey, based on what I'm seeing, and you'll look for some attributes. You might look at maybe some changes in the company, look for some triggers. You might look for some environmental changes or industry changes that are happening. And you say, hey, based on certain research, um, this is what I'm thinking is happening to you or this is what I'm thinking um, is relevant to you. And here is some insight and here is some information that I think could help you tackle X problem. And this is the key thing with an insight-led outreach approach. You're not leading with what I do. You're leading with saying, hey, this is how others are tackling this problem. I'd love to share how others are tackling this problem. I'd love to create value first before we even embark on the process of looking at what we sell right? Um, That gets your prospect thinking because that's what you want to do. You want to provoke a little bit of thought. And even if they say to you, Dave, this is not the right time, no matter what people say, yeah, you can handle that objection, blah, blah, blah. You'll move them from, you'll move them into your relationship funnel, which is just allow me to kind of nurture and give and educate until the point where potentially you'll go, you know what, I'm actually ready to chat. Yeah. So creating that point of view, thinking about what value you can create in that process is really, really important. And again, that's why you leverage tools like Lucia and Apollo, right? Because it will allow you to kind of go, let me start to spend my time on people that have a higher propensity to engage with me based on certain things that are happening in their world, right? This is where you'll also need to think about you might have to, and this is a term that some call it a new term, multi-threading. It's not a new term. Reaching <laughs> out to, yeah, reaching out to an account and reaching out to multiple people in an account um, is a strategy most people that are really successful selling into you know big deals, B two B sellers um, have adopted for for decades. Right? I know when I started in this space, um, I had. I had a, a great um, 
relationship with a guy who's uh, ended up running SAP Ariba up in China and that was a practice that he did when he was an individual contributor, you know, over 15 years ago, right? So how do you find those that, that counter with that and they say, I feel this is spamming, um, I feel like if I'm going after, for example, you know, the COO within a business and then I'll multi-thread and hit the CEO, does that make the COO feel like I'm going over his or her head? Um, yes, what do you got to be thoughtful, Dave. So it's not just about going, I'm going to send the same. You're not sending the no, same you message. Can't. You can't be sending this because think about it. If you're heading, if you're talking to the operations person and you're talking to the marketing person, right, or you're talking to finance because you know that the CFO needs to get involved. It's just depending on what you sell. The same message won't resonate for them all. You've got to contextualize it based on the person that you're talking to, right? And also what you're trying to do is you're trying to say potentially one will engage and one won't. And if one engages, then, then you've just got to ask yourself, and there is there is no right or wrong here, yeah? So you might you might get one of the stakeholders engaged and you might not have been able to get a response from the other. Now, you, depending on what your acquisition strategy is, you might think to yourself, do I run it isolated, have that meeting, and then try to go wider? Or say, hey, great, I've also reached out to X. Would it make sense for, for us to get them into the, on the next call as well? Yeah? There is no right or wrong. It yeah. just depends what your pursuit plan, plan looks like, right? So for me, Yes, did I engage with the C-level and do I engage with the C-level? Yes, but are there moments where I go mid-up? Absolutely. I get sponsored in. In fact, you know, when I find somebody internally that has a strong need or strong desire for what I'm talking to them about, but I know they're not the decision maker and they need to get executive sponsor, I'll work with them. We'll build that relationship. We'll actually start to think about, well, how do we get that executive sponsorship across the line and you work with them, right? And you go wider and deeper. There is no right or wrong here, but the key thing is, and just going back to our, our, you know, the purpose of this episode, get your messaging framework right. Think about the personas that influence the buying process, that, 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 that buying hierarchy. And then once you've got your messaging, you know, built around them, using tools like Lucia and Apollo so that you can isolate which accounts you should be spending your time on. And this is where I love Mike Weinberg's comment on return on effort. You've only got a certain amount of time in the day, so allocate that effort accordingly. And then that's where your SAC comes into it, right? So you spoke about it. Lavender will help you craft emails, right? Um, you, you'll need a tool like that if you can. And, and we don't have to overcomplicate it. Lucia yeah. slash Apollo. I'm a massive Lucia fan, as, as my audience knows, Right. I don't use outreach sequencing tools, never have, and I've never really needed them, right? I've used them for inbound because inbound's a little bit different um, when you're building your sequences. Um, but outbound, I've never really used it for outbound and I've always – look, I've got a campaign right now that's going and the conversion to meeting and now meeting to qualified is performing incredible. And well, I ain't just using to confirm that, tool. right? Look, when you say you're not using any – uh, outbound automation, you're still creating your cadence, but it's not running automated. You're not sending Correct. this engineering crappy message to exactly everyone. Exactly right. My, my cadence, I've still built the cadence. Yeah. But it's because, because I'm doing more research at the front end and um, I'm spending more time creating personalization and relevance, I don't need to hit 500 people in my, my TAM 
and then go, I'm going to get a few meetings. I'm doing a shorter or a smaller size from a list perspective and I'm able to convert higher, yeah? Mm. So that's the key here, right? That's another key part of the outbound strategy, these outbound tactics. You need to know who you're talking to. You need to get the message and you need to have your list or your list will probably come before your message because once you've got your list, you'll then contextualize your message. You might have multiple people in in each account. Then you have your message and then you have your your little tech stack. And we are very transparent here. We're an open book. We use Lavender, we use Lucia, and we use HubSpot, (laughs) right? They're probably the three key tools. And do you need any more? Like, oh, and and sorry, almost forgot LinkedIn and LinkedIn Sales Navigator. That's probably it. That's it. Those tools are alone for us to close millions in pipeline. Yeah, and and that's enough of a base. You then can get a whole... There's a thousand other tools out there that we can drive through in, a, in another time. But I think the one thing, the one tool that you haven't mentioned, Louis, which I'm very surprised, is that the main tool that you preach, which is the handy phone. Yep. Right? And this is a subject that's you either love it or hate it <laughs> slash shit, shit scared of it. Yeah. It's cold calling, right? So yeah. talk to us. No, in 2024, do you think cold calling still has a place? How do you manage it in your cadence? Uh, I'd love to hear your thoughts on the, the dreaded call. So I think the, the best way to approach this, this, this topic, right, this subject, Dave, is a lot of people fear cold calling because it's like I'm calling somebody, it's unsolicited, they're going to reject me and I'm, I fear rejection, right? And they're valid. That's a valid feeling that people have. But we, we, we can absolutely disconnect cold calling from the type of outreach that we propose because if you are just calling a phone book, I don't even know if they've got phone books today, right? But if, you, <laughs> but if you're calling like, if you're just calling a list of people and you've done no research, you're not creating any relevance, right? There should be a little bit of fear, yeah? And I know there's some gurus out there. They say, well, you can kind of do it this way and can I catch 30 seconds or can I tell you why I've called and all that stuff. But I can tell you what, Dave, when I've done a bit of research and got a really good point of view, I'm not afraid of calling, right? Because it's I'm creating relevance and I'm contextualizing it for that individual. And in most cases, people are open to hearing because they know this is not a call that's a generic call where I'm using the same message for a thousand people. Yeah? That's the first thing. Your relationship with this type of activity. It should be different because it is, and, and you know, we are all on the receiving end on real cold calls, which is the, you can hear the drop and you know, it's a call center. Yeah. Yeah. I guess it's a great point that you mentioned there. Something that I haven't thought about is like, it's almost like any sort of preparation, like you're preparing for a football game. If you put in the effort and you've trained in this case that you've done the research on the prospect, you've got something super valuable, then you're confident to make that phone call. You want to make that phone call versus Ooh. if you're unprepared, then you're scared because you know that you're just going to be another one of those people that are calling yeah. with no point of view and are going to get slammed. Absolutely. And I'm doing it right now. Like, you know, the calls that I made last week for a particular pro- product, right? Um, even the ones that said no, they are open to the conversation and we're having mm-hmm. a conversation and it's not no completely. It's, you know what? Yeah, keep, I actually want to keep updated. Keep me updated on your progress. Yeah. So the conversations we're having, I think I had one person was like, 
brutal, hung up, no problems. But out of all the calls that I've made and out of all the meetings that I've booked and I'm sitting there, I'm actually much higher. I, I usually look at a 15 to 25% conversion to booked meeting, right? Um, this is much higher. Like we're sitting above 40% at the moment. We've only got, you know, 60 people on the list that I'm working through. And I'm sure as I continue to go, it might get lower. Um, but because it's, it's a very, you know, specific sort of framework or script, um, that's why I'm yielding the return that I'm yielding from that campaign. Yeah. yeah. So, but it's a phone led approach. Am I sending email? Am I sending LinkedIn? Yes, I am. Right. But it's a phone led approach. If they don't answer, I'm dropping a voicemail on sending an email. I'm sending a text and even LinkedIn. And if they connect on LinkedIn, I'll drop them a voice note. It's making the, the ability to engage with them a lot easier. Pardon the interruption, but is your sales team not performing? You have leads, but your team struggles to close them. Well, we'll train you or your team on how to fill their own sales pipeline with ready-to-buy opportunities in under 60 days, guaranteed. Now, you're probably thinking, how does this work? Well, Luigi and I own a business called growforum.io. We're the fastest growing sales and coaching and training company in the B2B space. We work with B2B businesses that sell products or services, for example, Stripe, HubSpot, Grant Thornton, and Blue Rock are just a few of our clients. We work with your team, train them to self-generate their own qualified deals, and keep them accountable with weekly sales coaching. Then we help you systemize your sales management so it runs on semi-autopilot. Keep in mind, we're not one of those expensive outsourced sales agencies. We're helping your team in your business so that you have total control. Visit growforum.io forward slash apply and schedule your free sales strategy review with us today. Now back to the show. All right, well, let me summarize this and wrap it up in a nice bow for the Christmas tree, right? And that could be this week's uh, episode. <laughs> so you, you've covered, you know, unleashing the power of outbound sales and the techniques yep. there. It's critical. Uh, we covered the right tools that we use uh, with yeah. Growth Forum to leverage our outbound strategy. And we spoke about the importance of cold calling, right? And yep. why it's going to be there. It's going to be in our arsenal forever um, because it's just a real valid way of building that rapport quickly. And then one thing to tie it all up is to make sure you're tracking. Track yeah. the success of these campaigns. Track your cadences to see what's working. Record these calls with consent, of course, so you can get coached on them, so you can see what's resonating versus what's not, so you can become bet better. You know, there's that old saying that what gets measured gets improved. Yeah. And then once you've got those measurements in place and you can actually track what's working versus what not, you can become better and better and better. And don't be afraid, as what Dave said, seek feedback, you know. Like last week I was in Sydney and I made a couple of calls in front of, you know, I mean you, one of our mutual mates, Mark, and um, it was great for him to give me his perspective. And it, got me, and it got me thinking, like the minute he said something, I'm like, you know what, I didn't even think about that. So this is one of the challenges working remotely in that you're not exposed to the sales environment. That's what I loved about when I first started in selling. There were other people I could hear on their talk tracks um, get it, get you skip, get yourself exposed to other people. Let them hear you make calls because getting that feedback is incredible, right? And you listen to other people's calls as well. Absolutely. hundred percent. So, you know, great summary, Dave. Um, and you know, especially as we bark into 2024, 
we're going to do it. We're going to we're going to really break some of these um, these tactical the tactical elements of outreach. And we will have continued data that we can show because we're doing this stuff every single day um, and we'll be able to package it up for our audience. Until then, we'll see you on next week's How to Sell podcast. Don't forget to subscribe wherever you're listening to and send Dave a message if you listen to this episode that Chelsea is rubbish. If you message me, I will block you. Goodbye. (laughs) 